Through the big T, today's podcast, we have the Front Sight crew, Woo! starting with Dr. Ron B. Smith Jr. Hello, everybody. We have Ryan Largishpata. What? Yes. <laughs> what did you say you, my name you, is? Largishpata. No, but okay. Ryan. I'm Ryan now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's not the first time, you honestly. Get you get a different name every time. I love it. That's so funny. That's actually your third middle name. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it after it's Jordan, Allen, Omid, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, Omid. <laughs> oh man, I'm loving this. Yep. You know, that's just how the. Thank you, Mister Kill. Uh, I really appreciate yeah, that. That's what <laughs> I do. That is funny. Jacob Miller in the house, producing, hey, mixing. Hey, hey. How's it going? How's He's it going? the mixer. It's going good. Yes, those are shots downrange. Not at each other. Right. Yeah. Yes. We'll oh, talk my about bad. this later, yeah, Brian. Sorry. But they really are shots downrange because, man, the topics we're looking at here, going through the Big D, and I know if you know the, the country song, you know, going through the Big D, and I don't mean Dallas, um, what he's talking about in the song is obviously divorce. We are going to hit that as a topic. As a matter of fact, you know what? That may be sooner than what I had planned. We may follow it. But the Big D, here's the shots downrange. How do men deal with doubt? depression, discouragement, danger, division, and death. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. And oh. divorce. Yeah, and divorce. I mean, we could have kept going with the Ds. Oh, you man. Know? This is a lot of stuff. Depravity. Yeah. Disease. I mean, just keep going down the list. But, all right, now why do I mention these specifically? Let me just read them one more time. How do you deal with doubt, depression, discouragement, danger, division, death? I can't make this stuff up. Mm. Um, so literally, as I w I'm writing this material, I'm literally receiving text, phone calls, and emails on this subject. Now, to be fair, um, here we are in the season of life that we are, June, July, somewhere around there, and I was already receiving phone calls and conversations with men back in um, August, and September, October of last year mm. on dealing with this. Mm. So it's still there, and it's even more prevalent. So the podcast isn't even out, but these are the phone calls, texts, and questions that I that I get. All right, let me explain this. So we're talking about front sight is restoring biblical manhood. Mm -hmm. I believe that biblical manhood has gone underground. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, we've talked maybe cultural influences or family influences that are sending biblical manhood underground. But I think these are the things that when not handled appropriately – Men put themselves underground. Yeah. Wow. Because they don't know how to deal with this. Mm. Full on confession. Um, I did not know how to deal with some of these things. Like, I failed. If there's a test given when somebody passes away um, of how to pass that test, when my mom died, it rocked my world. Like, I'll be honest, that last one there, uh, going through the big D, death, like, yeah. I, I could have handled that so much better. And I watch other men when they lose a friend. So we have a lot of guys that are uh, in the um, you know, first responder industry, um, obviously sheriff, uh, police, um, fire, rescue, 
And we have a lot of men hmm. in that industry here in our church. And I, I watch them like go through the, the death of a um, coworker or mm-hmm. they, they walk into a situation of domestic violence and they see things that most of us shouldn't see and, and don't see. And they're, 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 thankfully, they're reaching out and they're like, how do I deal with this? But I see a lot of guys that are, um, they have a smile on their face. And of course, they have to put put on a good face, but secretly they're coming to me and they're going like, I'm smiling, but I'm dealing with depression. I'm dealing with discouragement. Mm. And why even danger? Okay, we're going to mention this even as, as well. Like, um, there are a lot of guys that, that are, are, like I said, in law enforcement that put themselves in dangerous situations and they wake up one day and they're like, whoa, you know, I thought I had it together, but I've come to find out from listening to my family and my my wife, I really didn't have it together, and I'm seeing the effects. So how do we how do we deal with this when we go through this? That's what we want to talk about um, this morning. Why do we talk about it? Because here's why. There's a statement out there that says real men just suck it up. Hmm. You, yeah. You, yeah. Right? I mean, exactly. <laughs> when the going gets tough, finish it. When the going gets tough. The tough get going. The tough get going. Well, there's truth to that. But I'd like to finish that statement. Sometimes if we don't know how to handle it, the tough get going, but you go deeper, you go further, mm. um, you go into further depression, further discouragement. Like, how do we deal with it? I think I've I confessed in an earlier episode on Front Side that it took me a few years to realize I could go to Raina and say, uh, I'm having a hard time with discouragement. I'm having a hard time with doubt. I'm having I thought I couldn't share that with her. I thought being a man that you just kind of did dealt with it in your own head, sucked it up, and moved on. Mm. Uh, but it took me years to realize that I actually need to reach out to folks. So on the day of recording, I'm telling you, I can't make this stuff up. On the day of recording, I get two phone calls from from pastors that are in the state of Florida. And they're like, I need to talk because this is about to happen tomorrow night. And one guy's like, call me right now. Here's what's happening. And it was this topic. Mm. Wow. Like, I literally, like, right here is his sticky note. I mean... Right here is a sticky note that says, call me. And that's what we dealt with. And it's so wild how the Holy Spirit does this. Okay, so guys, do guys go through these Ds? Absolutely, they go through them. And maybe you don't know how to tell your wife you're going through it. Maybe you don't even know how to go through it. We want to help you with that, okay? Now, here's the first thing you got to do, and it's probably going to surprise you um, when I mention it. You have to get angry. Mm-hmm. Say, wow. Pastor Ron, like, I already have a problem with anger. Like, I go home, and and it's not that I like, you know, as I said in earlier episodes, it's not when I go home that I kick the cat. I'm not that guy, but I'm a little more tense than I should be. These mm. are directions I can get behind. Right? You know, <laughs> exactly. Get angry. Okay, well, what do we mean by that? Well, you got to get angry at the right and the real enemy. Mm. Wow, that's good. All right, here's how I illustrate it. I think I've shared this before. Whenever you come to me, I'm going to share this illustration because it's one that was used with me. Um, if if you and I met and you had $100 in your wallet, you left our meeting and it was gone. You thought maybe you lost it. You and I meet again, you have $100 in your wallet, the $100 is gone. Now you're going, surely, surely Pastor Ron's a common denominator. Surely he didn't steal it. We meet again, third time. Same scenario. You have $100 in your wallet. Now you're like, all right, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, right, Ryan. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> I came in again. Right. hundred. Right. Right. Oh, okay. Man. But eventually you're going to say, all right, I need to ask the pastor on the question. Like I've been here in your office three times and three times I've lost my hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay. My point is like, you have to identify the real enemy that's, that's stealing your joy, that's stealing your hope. And sometimes we don't do that. Like you got to get angry at the right enemy. Mm-hmm. So get angry at depression, get angry at discouragement, get angry at all the D's and find out why that's in your life. What is it doing to you in your life? So what we do is we allow the D's to make us angry, but we get angry at the wrong things. We get yeah. angry at our wife. Mm-hmm. We get angry at our kids. We get mm-hmm. angry at us, mm. but we don't get angry at the right enemy. Yeah. So I think bel- huh? I see so many guys that yeah. see people, like other people get angry. Like sometimes, you know, I'll, I will be at like the the some restaurant or something I'll be eating and I see this guy like completely blow up and I'm like, bro. Wow. I don't want to be like that. Wow. Like they I don't want to be angry. And so yeah. then they just shut down that motion completely. Yeah. But what's like what you're just saying right now is so important because that's actually a God-given uh emotion. It is. To be angry but at the right things. Right, yes. And so you can't just yeah. shut that down completely, mm. which is no. so common of stuff it. Yeah, so Yeah, don't stuff it. Yeah, you have to be able to be angry at the right stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So here's what a pastor said to me early on. He said, mm-hmm. a man without some fire in his bones is not much of a spiritual leader. Mm. Wow. Now, greater context of what he was sharing with me, he says, basically, he's like, listen, you're going to have to learn this in ministry. There's going to be people that bring causes to you. Like, we need to preach on this, we need to preach on this, and can we talk about this, and can we promote this? There are going to be people that bring causes to you that they think the church should banner up, speak on, and go after. He goes, you're going to have to decide, like, where's the enemy in all of this, Mm. and then just sort of get angry at the enemy, not take up a cause. Mm. And he goes, people want to see a spiritual leader that has fire in his bones. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they want to see somebody that's passionate. I thought, wow. And then now if you understand that statement and you start looking at that from a preacher's perspective, like if you go into a church and there's this guy that's just given what I call a sermonette, mm. not really a sermon, a, just like a, a, a nice little fancy sermonette served up on a plate kind of a thing. Or if you look at other men that aren't angry, like Jordan was saying, the wrong way, but they're passionate about this is not here's what i mean let me let me say it this way when you see something that's destroying the harmony in your family mm. destroying the harmony in church your nation your business the first thing you ought to do is get upset at the right at the right enemy yeah. mm-hmm. like when you see that your child is doing this type of attitude yes get angry at the attitude not your child get angry at the attitude not your child but when you see the enemy is starting to do something in your family don't get angry at your family. Don't withdraw into depression, doubt, discouragement. Don't don't withdraw from that, like Jordan said. Like, don't shut down that emotion. No, just come in and say, we're not going to do this. Yeah. Like, here's the enemy. Here's what he's doing. So you have to identify that enemy in your life so you can get angry at that enemy. Here's what we know about Jesus. The Bible says at death, Jesus wept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In doubt, the Bible says Jesus surrendered to the Father's will. Okay, I'm going to use Jesus right now to attack all these D's that we're talking about. With discouragement, the Bible says Paul said he submitted to God's plan. He was. He says, I've been beaten, I've been shipwrecked. Like, we know that. Mm-hmm. 
So Paul went Paul went through discouragement. I mean, good night. If you were beaten 79 times, if you were shipwrecked three times, oh if you were imprisoned three times, how, how does the guy not face discouragement? Wrongfully imprisoned. Wrongfully imprisoned, keyword. People will be like, oh man, I've just been doing the same thing over and over again. I'm so tired of this. Uh. And then... Paul's get, getting beaten like seventy yeah. something times, yeah. over mm. and over again. That's that's more repetitive and more terrible than probably anything that we've right we've been able to go through. After a while, he's like, "I'm not going to go into the next town, yeah, because I know it's going to happen, yeah, mm. right." Like, why do I keep going? But like, it just take Paul, like exactly. Come on, man. <laughs> Discouragement basically tells you, "I'm not going to repeat this. I'm not going to do this again." All right, mm. danger. Paul sought to advance the gospel. I mean, he had to be led over a wall, uh, a wall, you know, often to escape the city. With division, Paul wrote stern letters. Okay, there's only one letter that Paul wrote that actually is happy, and it's the book of Philippians, and he's in jail. All the other were, all the other letters are instructional letters to the churches to basically get your act together. <laughs> yeah. Right? He had to write. He goes, I, I'm writing to you with a heavy heart. Um, depression. David wrote the Psalms and cried out to God. A majority of the Psalms that were penned by him came out of some traumatic experiences, and most of them because of his family. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Right? David writes, I wish it were an enemy that were doing this to me, but no, it's my own family members. Basically, I don't remember the exact Psalm, but it was written with that perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So we can learn biblically, like, how to go through these emotions— but you have to learn how to channel, aim your anger at the right enemy, the only enemy we have. Remember, the Bible says that our battle is not with flesh and blood, mm-hmm. yeah. right? It is principalities, it's cosmic powers, it's rulers and, a, and, and spiritual authorities in heavenly places. Mm. Guys, um, which is another reason why you got to get into the Bible, that you got to get into spiritual worship, spiritual reading, because you're fighting a spiritual battle. Mm. Okay. You got to get angry at the right enemy. Maybe you're standing in the way. Mm. Yeah. Probably most of the time. Right? Of fighting the right enemy. Uh, maybe you you just internalize, like Jordan said, you just kind of shut down that emotion. Don't do that. Don't don't do that. Uh, here's a here's the theme I've been dealing with a lot of men lately is the wives are actually coming to them saying I want you to be the spiritual leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I do. It's not that I don't. I want you to. But instead of coming home like getting angry at this or shutting down just going to your room like do this. Mm. Like the wife is sharing that and saying like I want you to be this but you and she's basically saying I want you to get wrong, uh, angry at the right enemy. And not let the enemy drive you underground or, you know, come out. So number one, how do I go through the big D? I have to get angry at the right M. Here's step number two. All right, you have to actually use reflection. Can I say this on a podcast? The average guy stinks at that. Mm. We stink at being reflective. Mm. Females are awesome at being, at least my, my wife, my girls are, like Straight up, they're they're able yeah. to they're able to look at something, go back and go. Well, was there were there things happening that were indicators along the way that were actually helping me navigate this, but I didn't see them. Mm. We don't do that. The average guy doesn't doesn't sort of reflect. What I mean by reflect, think before you speak. Yeah, I get it. Hang on, you're like, well, my grandfather was was an angry guy. My dad was an angry guy. So I. I, I'm, you're going to know where I stand because I'm just going to tell you how I feel. Do you know that's not maturity? Mm-mm. Maturity is not just 
You're going to know where I stand. I'm just going to tell you how I feel. That's actually immaturity. Maturity basically is thinking before you speak. Listen to the Bible. Be quick to listen. Slow to speak. Slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about the righteous life God desires. Man's anger. Oh, wow. Man's anger. That's a good point right there. Yeah. Now, the Bible never told you to, to not be angry. Right. The Bible says be angry and sin not. Mm-hmm. So you have to go back to step one. You got to identify the enemy, but then you have to express the appropriate emotion the way the Bible tells you to express that emotion. Yeah. And for one instance, we have a, a, a biblical approved approved way to do that. You got to be quick to listen. Mm. Wow. What are we most quick at doing first? Reacting. Reacting. Yeah. You're thinking about what you're going to say next. Instead I, of listening to what they're actually trying to say. Exactly. Yeah. Like I, I have already now there is there are some benefits to that. Okay. So the other night, um, we were at the house and we were talking, you know, um, about like living in a home and Jean and Rihanna living in a home and all that stuff. And I and I was like, as a guy, you just naturally think about what if somebody comes in the back door? Mm. What if I hear this? And it's not just burglars. It's like, what if the storm's coming? Like, do I have a plan to get out? So there's an advantage of being quick to react. Yeah. You know, like I literally asked Rain, I said, if this scenario happened, would you know what to do? And she was like, no, I wouldn't, but I know you do. Mm, you yeah. got to be able to rely on your instincts sometimes. Okay, exactly. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's benefit to being quick to respond. But in this case, when it's talking about how do I deal with... Not with emotions. Not with emotions. Emotions is the one area mm. of which a quick response can be, leave a bloody trail. Eggs. Okay, I was about to say that. Yes, the bloody trail. Like when I deal with um, couples that are going through this, here's what I tell the guy. And, and for some reason, he's like, oh, I get that now. I'm like, you literally just took a grenade out of your pocket, pulled the pin, boom, threw it at your wife's feet and was like, here, have that. Wow. And But here's what I say. And I say, she's over there legless now. Like you literally blew her leg. Like she's severely handicapped. So the reason why she's not just responding like, let's go on a walk now, because <laughs> you blew her legs out from underneath her. Like you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to give her time to rebuild because you threw the grenade. Mm-hmm. Now she like, doesn't know if you're gonna throw another one. That, that's another great point, right? Yeah, and that so, brings trust. Oh, and trust has to be rebuilt. All right. So when when doubt, death, discouragement, when all those D's come into your life, what do you do? You gotta stop mm-hmm. and think about that thing. Yeah. Like, and ask questions. Um, you, why am I feeling this way? Why is this happening? That's important. What am I supposed to be learning from it? Yeah. Why are you got? Why God are you choosing me right now to experience this? Um, you you have to stop and reflect. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become mm, yeah. angry. Again, the Bible's not against anger, but it's against appropriate anger. Man's anger does not bring about the righteous life God desires. And think about how you were reflecting, because so Uh. often people will reflect, and it won't be productive reflecting. You know what I'm saying? Oh, perfect. Like, it'll be like, you'll be... You'll, you're you'll be you're like, ruminating on how you were wronged. You'll, or yeah. like the person will, said that yeah. shouldn't have yeah. been said. 
people will focus on think before you speak and then they're just getting stuck in a loop. Yeah. Right. Like they'll be like, oh man, if I say this, oh no, I can't say that. Okay, well, I guess I just won't say anything. Oh, yeah. And then they're stuck in that mm. place and they're not thinking about the why, the how, the what, all of these things, all of these steps. They're not, they don't have that productive steps to get to the answer that they need. I, right. I actually think there's a, a kind of a big irony in life. I, I mean, at least me, I'm sure there's professions where uh, communications and interactions with your coworker is not a priority. Um, right. When I was being groomed as a young executive, uh, I had really good mentoring. But it's, am it's amazing how much effort we take with professional mentoring to control. Yes. Like you write the email and you go, okay, stop. How's this going to, how is this going to be read? I might be completely right in every word, mm. but now I'm blasting somebody and this is going to set off a chain of reactions that other people can't control, which are only going to look negatively. So we take the effort and put so much into crafting the right responses, being careful. And then we go home and we put, we park that yes. right, right on the yes, shelf next to the keys in the wallet and then we pull out the six shooter and start going at it. I, I did that at work. I'm not doing it here. No, no, you're no, you're absolutely right. As yeah. I hit Jacob's mic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yes. No, but you're right. That's all about that reflection. Mm. And we, I get it. Listen, it's it's easier at the moment, um, physically. It's easier at the moment to shut down, or it's easier in the moment just to explode. Like that's so easy to do. Yeah. And it is harder to reflect. Um, you know, like somebody was about to have a conversation with somebody and go on, go out to lunch and, and they said, any advice? And I said, yeah, let me just read, you know, say out loud a little ditty I heard a long time ago. There once was an owl who lived in an oak. Mm. The more he heard, the less he spoke. The less he spoke, the more he heard. Why can't we be like that wise old bird? Mm. And I said, so you need to go into that lunch and do a whole lot more listening than you do talking. And then at the end... If you've listened well, you'll know what to say. And it may only be seven or eight words or two or three sentences. But do not go in there immediately and just start talking. You just need to listen. Mm, you need yeah. to be like that wise old bird. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I've heard you say that before. You're so right. You're so blah, 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 blah. So here's the thing. you got to be quick to listen. All right, let me, let me explain something here. The, the reason all right, discourage all these things are going to happen, unfortunately. Yeah. You're going to experience death yeah. around you somewhere. Death of a dream, death of a loved one, like some form of death. We live in a, a fallen world. Death is part of it. You're going to experience doubt. You're going to doubt yourself as a husband. You're going to doubt yourself um, as a Christian. You're going to doubt yourself as a dad, mm. um, as a single guy uh, at your job. <laughs> doubt mm -hmm. is all around us. Yeah. Discouragement. I mean, there's probably not a day that we don't go through some level of discouragement, even if it's as simple as you went through the drive-thru and you you know, you ordered a hamburger and it just didn't taste, you know, like just simple the shake things. shake machine's down again. The shake machine is <laughs> Never down. Never get an ice cream from McDonald's. Bro, can, <laughs> can you still get ice cream from them? It's not ice cream. Their machines don't work. Half the time, they're yeah, they're broken. Yeah, yeah, that's discouragement right there. When you have ice cream in mind <laughs> and you go and you're like, can't do it. All right? <laughs> Danger, we're around it. Um, all the time. Division. Okay. One more time. What am I trying to say here? Listen, please listen to this. Here's why you have the emotions you have when you, when this happens to you, mm. because either somebody or something 
did not live up to your expectations. Mm. Wow. Wow. I'm dreaming of that chocolate shake, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's just, it's in my mind. I can taste it. Like I, I'm just ready. And I take the time to go and drive and you get there and right. What do you mean it's down? Yeah, exactly. Like it's down. Or I'm dreaming to go home to to a home. Oh, come on, with my bed made. With Are my... you going there? Come on, keep going. <laughs> I want a nice dinner, a hot dinner. I want my kids to come up to me. Come on. I want my wife to give me a kiss when I get home. No. Wow, dang, man. Jordan. And you're disappointed, bro. He's not even married. I know. Yeah. I'm just imagining it. <laughs> <laughs> he's already disappointed before he's married. <laughs> so the point you were making on discouragement? No. <laughs> I know that's not what you're saying. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jordan, are you excited about getting married in the future? Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm pumped. But, I mean... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, know, I know what you were saying. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, honestly, as long as I get that hot meal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm honestly though, it's true. Like you, yeah, you do make yeah. a good point because I mean, there's there's expectations you might have in mind. And oh yeah. Once it is not fulfilled, you're like, oh man, this like you're kind of thrown in a loop. Right. So, yeah. I mean, just just walk through the D's of expectations here. I mean, when death happens, mm. e- even if somebody's in the bed and you know they only have days or hours to live, mm. it's it's still it's oh man right. I mean, you know what's going to happen, so it's yeah. not unexpected. Like totally, you know what's going to happen, so it's not so the expectations there. But even when it does, mm. I mean, you're still you're, you're still you go through it. I mean, just rattle off the D's. I mean, uh, you you kind of expect that doubt's going to happen, but man. When somebody or something doesn't live up to your expectations, mm. then these things, when you go through them, just they 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 you you drown even more so. Wow. Yeah. Right. So here's here's the rule in that: you have to reflect. Like, why is this happening? What am I supposed to learn? Why you know? And I know you you do probably ask the why me why now, but I'm at, I'm wanting you to ask a different why. Not why me, why now, but why Why is the Lord allowing this? Why? Those are the questions. So you have to analyze that. Mm. Now, if you don't feel confident asking that of yourself, hopefully you can do this. Ask your wife. Mm. Whoa. I ask Randa all the time, yeah. like, why do you think I'm going through this? Like, why do you think I'm I'm feeling this way? Like, I, I do. I, I, I Because she can see a side of me that I may be blinded to. Wow, that's important. Yeah, maybe maybe because I'm in it in the moment. I'm so in it that I can't see that. Okay, so you're going to get angry, and the Bible's not against that, but our anger often comes with sort of a revenge, Mm. or I got to get back, or or I got to recover, whereas God's anger always acts in righteousness. Yeah. Um, I'm getting angry, because somebody hurt me, irritated me, frustrated me, disappointed me. Now, when that happens, that throws me into doubt, discouragement, division, depression. So how do you go through this? you got to stop and just take a look. Like, for me, I just keep picturing, um, I don't know what which um, movie it was, and I'm confused. Is, is Iron Man Marvel or DC? Um, Marvel? Everybody, Marvel, everybody, everybody yeah. yeah. Right. How yeah. do you not know that, Pastor Ron? I don't know oh that. You, okay. don't even, you haven't even seen the latest Marvel movie? No, yeah, I'm just I mean, <laughs> Captain Kirk was awesome in Star Wars. What? what? <laughs> wait. I don't wait. even know who Captain Kirk is. Oh! <laughs> he doesn't know what a wheelbarrow is, what Captain Kirk oh, is. He does no. know. Oh, no. Star Trek, right? <laughs> yeah. Rocky. Rocky. Oh gosh! Okay, Rambo. Here, here's my point on that. Okay, so he, here's the deal. When, whenever, 
I'm expecting something and it doesn't happen, then it throws me into these different emotions. What I have to do is be Iron Man. That's what I remember that in one of the episodes where he like takes things out with his hands and he makes like this globe and he can manipulate it, move it around. Oh, yeah. He can reach through the globe and yeah. find this and pull it, look at it, like analyze it. Like a hologram it. thing. Yeah, yeah, like a hologram yeah. thing. Right. He can pick this, turn it, move it, throw it, get rid of it, bring mm-hmm. something else in and add it. That's what you're doing. Yeah. You're like literally a mind library. A mind library. You're literally picking something that's out there and looking at it and going, what is this? Mm. Why is it making me feel this way? Where does it fit in my life? And either you reject it, you know, kick it out, or are you just say, well, this is just, it's kind of stuck, so I'm going to deal with it. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So step number three is you have to resist the enemy. Oh my gosh, this, this doesn't, we can't, we don't need to talk long on this one. The devil wants to snuggle up to you in all of these D's. Yeah. He wants to just sit right there and just tell you things like, this feels good, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Because to be honest, sometimes it feels good to pout. To be honest, sometimes it feels good to to wallow in in mm. discouragement. Sometimes it feels good to wallow in doubt because maybe we get attention that feels we haven't good received to get that before. Sympathy. That's it. Yeah. It feels good to get that sympathy. We can use it as a crutch for just a moment. You got to resist the enemy. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got to identify that. Here's another one. You have to confront the lies, but you have to confirm the truth. Mm. Wow. So go back to the Iron Man hologram. One of the reasons why I want to give you that imagery is lies are always wrapped in and around truth, yeah. always, because we live in a fallen world. Uh, because of sin, lies are now prevalent, death is now prevalent, all of that, not just truth, is prevalent. So lies are always wrapped around it. You have to go in and just sort of like somebody said, eat, uh, look at truth like you eat fish. You spit out the bones and eat the meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're always going to have bones and meat together. you got to go in and pull those bones out, confront the lies, confirm the truth, like eat the meat of what's happening. Okay, here's the truth. Whenever death happens, there's always some element that's not good about death, obviously, but there's always an element of good that is about death Yeah, that you just, you need to identify and and take from that. What Even in doubt, doubt can help you confirm truth. Mm. Yeah. Even in discouragement, discouragement can in, embolden you and empower you to keep walking in courage right? And to keep walking in faith, to keep walking in truth, if you don't wallow in discouragement, like see the other side of it. Guys, you got to confront the lies. You have to confirm the truth. Here's another one. Form a resolution. Most guys don't do this. Most guys do not form a resolution. What do I mean by that? Like put a moratorium on uh, this is no longer going to happen and this is going to happen. Like I'm going to be this. Yeah. Tell, I literally spoke to a pastor on the phone. I literally spoke to a pastor on the phone today, and I said, you need to start telling yourself this, this, and this. And you need to put an end date on all of that, and in your mind, you need to put a start date, like today, on this, and literally start start being this. Like, mm. he was saying, I know to do this, and I know to do this. I'm like, well, okay, let's take it from no to do it. Let's do it. Quit saying I know oh, to. Yeah. Just say, I'm going to. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Form a resolution. Like, say, I'm going to be better at communicating truth. I'm going to be better at showing love. I'm going to be better at coming out of my shell. I'm no longer going to walk into my house and go play video games. I'm not going to walk in and isolate. I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to, uh, no, I'm going to come out of the D mindset that I'm in and I'm going to step into what I should be. But you have to push through that. Yeah. You have to put, and a resolution does that. Yeah. Now, I'm going to mention something here, and this you may not be ready for it. You, 
if you have a wife that is not a nitpicker, I mean, I hope I'm saying this comfortably. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I can go to Raina and say, I need you to help me with this attitude. And Raina's not going to come in and be like, you did it this way, you did it this way. She's not going to nitpick me. She's going to encourage, when she could nitpick me, she could, if she's, she's human. She go well. You kind of you kind of failed today, didn't you, buddy? I mean, she no, she doesn't do that. Yeah, she would say, "Hey, I've noticed that, you know, you ask help on this, and I've noticed that, like, that's the way she words it. Does that make sense? She words it like that. Yeah. So, Lord willing, you you need to have okay. Now, wives, if you're listening, this is to the wives. Hmm. Please do not be a nitpick and a nag. Hmm. Please do not be. All of us can be. Guys want to, most guys want to uh, act like they're stronger than what they are. Yeah. We want to bravo up. Yeah. Like, I get that. Except for me, I'm actually, like, I'm exactly how I act. (laughs) Just kidding. That is actually true. But, I mean, we we want to pretend like we have it all together, and and we should. Yeah. But the truth is, like, we don't. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah. your words that come at us, we're actually a little more fragile than what you think we are. Yeah. And I don't mean that like in a wimpy state. Like we need we need encouragement just as much as you need um, encouragement. So mm-hmm. if your husband comes to you and says, I'm having a hard time working through this, please do not come back and go, well, if you just do this, 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 and this, Betty, or if they do rely on you, like don't come back and go, you know... Um, actually, I would turn the plate this way instead of turn the plate that way. And if you did that, that'd make things better. No, 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 no. Resist that. Like my wife can nitpick probably 15,000 things a day. Or or even putting it in the videotape grudge grudge cabinet of, you know, oh, well, let's let's recall you have a problem with this. Let's stop and pray about your yeah. your issue at, you know, at the next time as leverage in a conversation. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah that that, yeah, that 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 never helps anybody. No, nobody likes to be Male reminded of how bad they used to be. Yeah, that, that that's not a motivator. So, um, former resolutions. What I'm talking to to the guys and to our, our female listening audience. But wives, I'm just asking you find a way to be a loving, instructional encourager. Because mm. you want to think like, what would you want to hear? Because so often I think people forget about that. It's like yeah. you want to. Like treat people the same way that you want to be treated is just such right. a foundational thing that is just overlooked. Yeah. Yes, often, yeah. way too often. Like, uh, here's what I do know: wives do want to encourage their husbands, but they don't know how. They don't. Mm. They're, they're so guys. Let me speak to you now that I'm on this topic. You need to learn how to receive encouragement from your wife. Yeah. Wow, that's true. Even yeah. if it may not be phrased the way you thought it should be, ask her. Like straight up, ask her. Say. Okay, um, here's the way I received that. But was that maybe your attempt to encourage me? Like, ask that, and she goes, that "Oh, absolutely." Um, like, think through that. Like, so you both have to work. It's a dance. You're, you know, it's a dance. You guys are on the dance floor dancing together. Sometimes you lead. Sometimes you follow. One partner is moving forward. The other's going backwards. And yeah. Then maybe you spin each other. Now you're going backwards, and she's going forward. Right. Mm, yeah. Um. So, but form that resolution. Like, learn how to work with each other in this. But set a moratorium on on things you're no longer going to uh, be dealing with, and say, today, I'm going to begin the process of it. Here's, a, here's the last one. Revisit that commitment. you got to revisit that commitment. What commitment? Mm-hmm. The commitment you made to change in these areas. 
uh, because the devil wants to distract you. He doesn't not only want to discourage you, he wants to distract you. Wow, yeah. And if he can distract you from your commitment, then obviously he's got you off. And so it may not always be an attack yeah. that the devil's coming at you, and it may not always be a temptation. It could just be a subtle like, all right, so here's what I do. Can I just use me as an example? Mm-hmm. Do it. So every fr- is it every no, every Saturday, I kind of have Raina help me pick out what to wear on Sunday. Mm. Give you a little insight into broadcast. Um, I'm learning this, that if I wear kind of the same outfit over and over, people visually think they saw that message. Like, they'll just scroll right by. Oh, wow. Which is why I kind of have to give a little bit more thought. Like, I literally go back and look at YouTube and see how many times I've wore the brown jacket, the blue jacket, the white jacket kind of a thing. So I'm not wearing them. Now, can God override that? Absolutely. So, But here's my point in all that. I go to Raina, excuse me, and I'm like, what do you think about this? Mm. Now, sometimes I'm really in love with that, yeah. like that I'm, I'm about to present to her. Yeah. But I still ask her, yeah. what do you think? Mm. And then she, she not knowing that I had that expectation in my head that I'm really hoping you say, that's awesome. Yeah. She goes, you know, I think I'd be a better fan of if you put that. And I'm like, well, uh, <laughs> wait, yeah. so... You, you don't like that? She goes, no, you just kind of asked me what I thought. I'm like, dang it, I did. You know? Oh, man. You, yeah. you, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? So I have, to, I have to go back and remember the commitment I made to receive encouragement, to give encouragement, to receive instruction, and to give instruction. Yeah, yeah. Instead of allowing that one... I'm just telling you right now, I most of what I deal with with married couples is the one little thing that causes them to derail. Wow. Going back to that. Yeah. It's seldom the big stuff. Now, yeah. the big stuff's big stuff, right? Yeah. But it's seldom. It's those little things. Yeah. It's the little things that lead to the big things. Yeah, death by a thousand cuts, they call it. You know, it's those little things. Wow. So, guys, you're going to go through this. Um, all of these Ds that we've mentioned, you're absolutely going to experience them, and, and you're probably going through them now. Like, honestly, I know a lot of guys that are discouraged. I know a lot of guys that are just looking at their situation and like, is it going to get better? Is yeah. it going to improve? Whether it's work whether it's you know rearing your children, rather whether it's marriage, like maybe your own head. You're like, I've tried all of that, Pastor Ron. Like I've tried to get my thoughts together. I've gone to my wife for this or that. Keep doing that. Mm. That's why mm-hmm. I mentioned the last point. Keep revisiting that commitment. Wow, that's good. You got to come back. You got to come back um, to every bit of that. I, I hope this helps somebody today. Um, I hope, obviously, by the name of uh, Encourage Media, I hope it encourages you guys um, I'm hoping that it dials in the front sight. Mm, um, remember, if you focus on the rear aperture, the uh, the, the front sight's going to wobble. Uh, you don't 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 focus on anything other anything else. Like I hope today, you are men that are fearless, that you are faithful, and that you are focused. That's what we are praying for um, today. When you go through the big D, all of these emotions, experiences in life, man, get angry at the right enemy. Think before you speak. Resist the yep. enemy. Confront the lies. Form a resolution, but. Go back and revisit your commitment to be a man of God, and what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. And thank you guys for riding along in your truck or your minivan, whatever you, wherever you find yourself. <laughs> Thanks for listening on the job site, working out, running. Thank you for listening on the back porch or the front porch with your wife, with your kiddos. Uh, we are so thankful for you listening to this. And also, we want to tell you share, share, share this um, because we're hearing from so many men how valuable. Um, the teaching from the Word of God is. So share this with all um, that you can. We're praying for you. Be encouraged. Stay faithful. Stay focused. Stay fearless. See you guys.